0: Welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, I will talk about the modern day shiro, Dr. Stella Adadevo. Now, in honor of the Women's History Month, which is the month of March, I am so excited and delighted to talk about this woman, this amazing woman, Dr. Amayo Stella Adadevo. And the reason I'm very excited to talk about her is because I created a petition on change.org. And I will talk about it. I will tell you all about it. I will explain why we have to celebrate women like her, especially to people who don't know what happened in my country, Nigeria, in Africa. Okay, so I'm going to start and I'm already excited. I don't even know what to say. Well, anyway, Dr. Amayo Stella Adadevo was the lead consultant physician and endocrinologist at a private hospital in Lagos, Nigeria. She worked there for about 21 years. She had never seen this disease called Ebola before was able to diagnose and contain Nigeria's first ever Ebola patient in July of 2014. When threatened by Liberian officials who wanted the patient to be discharged to attend a conference, she resisted the pressure and said for the greater public good she would not release him. Since Nigeria's health system was not prepared for an outbreak at the time, she contracted Ebola and died alongside three of her colleagues. Her heroic efforts prevented a major outbreak in the most populous African country and served as the catalyst for successful government action to contain the spread of what would have been a major outbreak in a country of more than 190 million people, guys. As a result of her keen perception, courage and steadfastness, all 20 Ebola cases in Nigeria were traced to a single path of transmission originating with the first patient who took a flight from Monrovia, Liberia, to Lagos. And this is what differentiated the Ebola outbreak in Nigeria from the outbreaks in Guinea, Liberia, Sierra Leone, where the index patients were not initially diagnosed or contained, and that's why it spread and was killing tons and tons of people. The World Health Organization declared Nigeria Ebola-free, on the 20th of october 2014. now a lot of people might wonder what is she talking about a lot of things happened that people didn't realize when ebola broke the news was you know spread all over the world but they were showing more of the other african countries who lost people and where the disease really spread and broke out it was so bad claimed a lot of lives and they had mass graves and all of that but we were very lucky in africa because Nigeria is a huge, huge country with a population of, I'm sure that 190 is not even cutting it close. We are more than 200 million in the whole of Nigeria. I'm telling you that for a fact. So imagine the tons of flights that leave Nigeria every single day from different parts of the world. If this woman had not played a vital role, in just noticing and diagnosing this man with this and insisting that he was tested for Ebola. Imagine what would have happened to millions of people, not just in the country, but people who were coming in and out of the country. That is crazy. But before I move on, let me talk about her personal life. Let me just give you a little bit, you know, of her history. So you know the kind of woman that is worth celebrating, okay? Dr. Adetiva's family lineage reinforces her role as a patriot leader and heroine her paternal great-grandfather Herbert Samuel Macaulay was a prominent politician and is considered to be the founding father of Nigerian nationalism he established the first political party and his portrait if you remember if you know the naira notes from Nigeria are money his portrait is on Nigeria's one naira the coin Okay, and then when they turned it to a note, when Nigeria had the one naira note instead of the coin, his face was still there. You can never forget, even if you don't know the man's history, if you know Nigerian money, you can never forget his face. That is her paternal great-grandfather. Now, her maternal great-uncle was Dr. Namdi Azikiwe, the very first president of Nigeria, a respected modern nationalist, and one of the most respected politicians in Nigerian history. That's not all. (laughs) Her father, Babatunde Kwaku Adadevo, was a renowned physician, distinguished scientist, lecturer, author, and the former vice chancellor of the University of Lagos. He served as a consultant and advisor to numerous international organizations such as the World Health Organization and several United Nations agencies and commissions. I mean, her whole lineage is made up of amazing people, leaders, authors, patriots, presidents, and all of that. So they say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> and that's who she was. And then she made sure that that reflected in the work that she did because not a lot of women would stick their necks out the way she did to save a whole nation of millions of people. Dr. was sacrifice prevented a national or possibly global catastrophe this may not have been the case if mr sawyer ended up in a different hospital that's the first patient who came into nigeria with ebola it would not have been the same if he had ended up in a different hospital under the care of a different doctor now this is what happened this is the reason i'm so interested in this woman because she's been doing a lot of things and people don't know her history people don't know why I'm insisting that we celebrate her even more. Now, let me tell you a short story. In 2012, the swine flu spread to Lagos. That very terrible swine flu. It spread to Lagos, Nigeria. And Dr. Adadevo, this same woman, was the first doctor to diagnose and alert the Ministry of Health. She told them, hey, this is going on. I've diagnosed it. We have to sort it out. And then less than two years later, which was in 2014, she was again the first doctor to identify another contagious virus, which was the Ebola. So imagine two years apart. 2012 swine flu, first to complain to Ministry of Health to say we have to contain this, this has entered Lagos. And once it enters Lagos, it goes through the whole of Nigeria. Two years later, 2014, she's still the first person to say, hey, there's this guy in my hospital, I'm suspecting he has this. We've tested him, he has this. We have to contain it right now. Because on July 20th, 2014, Patrick Sawyer, Nigeria's first Ebola patient, left quarantine in Liberia and flew to Lagos, Nigeria to attend a meeting of the Economic Community of West African States, the ECOWAS. He collapsed at the airport in Lagos and was taken to First Consultants Medical Center, the FCMC, the private hospital where Dr. Adadevo worked. Now, under normal circumstances, as an ECOWAS official, he should have been taken to a government hospital, but the doctors at all government health facilities were on an indefinite strike, so he was taken to FCMC. Now, you see that God was on the side of Nigeria, if I must say so myself, because he could have ended up in a government hospital being treated by a different doctor who would not even recognize his symptoms as something that could be very deadly. You see that? The first doctor at FCMC who saw Mr. Sawyer diagnosed him with malaria. They didn't even realize how bad the disease was. They diagnosed him with malaria. But when Dr. Adeditvo saw him during her ward round the following day, she suspected Ebola despite the initial malaria diagnosis and the fact that neither she nor any other doctor in Nigeria had ever seen Ebola before. So Dr. Adadevo questioned Mr. Sawyer about having contact with anyone with Ebola, which he denied. Now, being the thorough clinician she was, she immediately contacted the Lagos State and Federal Ministries of Health and got him tested for Ebola. While waiting for the test results, the patient and other Liberian government officials began insisting that Dr. Adadevo discharge Mr. Sawyer so he could attend the ECOWAS conference. But she refused they threatened to sue her for kidnapping and violating his human rights holding him against his will because she didn't have a confirmed diagnosis she hadn't confirmed it but she just suspected she continued to resist their relentless pressure and said that for the greater good of the public she would not release him that was a statement that got my attention it wasn't about her it wasn't about proving that she was right it wasn't about you know wanting to make a name for herself or wanting to make more money for the hospital It was about the greater good of the public because she knew the meaning of allowing a viral disease to come out of the hospital and start to spread and kill Nigerians, knowing how far it would go. That really blew my mind. Lagos State and Nigeria as a whole was not ready for Mr. Sawyer. They were not. They were not ready for that kind of disease. They were not ready for that kind of craziness. Dr. Adadevo and her team did what they could with the limited resources and supplies they had in the hospital to treat Mr. Sawyer. But don't forget, the other government hospitals were already on strike. Now, his Ebola diagnosis was later confirmed, and he died at FCMC. Dr. Adadevo's accurate and swift diagnosis of Mr. Sawyer resulted in the Nigerian government mobilizing the necessary resources to deal with an Ebola outbreak. Her actions allowed for a much more strategic containment of the virus across the country, and the Nigerian government was able to successfully trace all possible contacts from the index patient Patrick Sawyer. There were 20 Ebola cases in total. 11 were healthcare workers, and of those healthcare workers, 6 survived, and 5 died. And among the 5 that died was Dr. Stella Adarivo. She didn't live to see the benefits of the hard work she had put in. She saved Nigeria. She saved Africa. She saved the world. But she died in the process. And so in that same year of 2014, I created a petition to the then government of Cross River State, Limoke. I also created it for the federal government of Nigeria. And I said it would be good for all of them and the WHO to honor her not just to give her a posthumous award, but to honor her, to, to do something big, to do something to make people know who she is, to do something that will put her in people's hearts and minds, for us to show appreciation to this woman, to her family, because they lost someone too. They were aware of what she was doing, and trust me, they did say to her, don't go, don't do this, leave this man alone, you know, leave this whole thing alone, save yourself. But of course, she had to do what she had to do. To further understand this story, there was a movie that was made about her. This movie is one of the best films I have seen to come out of Africa, if I can say so myself. And the people that put the movie together about her, I commend them. They deserve more awards, more recognition. The movie is titled 93 Days. It's an African movie from Nigeria. It's an Hollywood movie. If you have not seen 93 Days, I encourage you to look for 93 Days. See the film and have an understanding of what this woman went through to save you and I. Those of us who are Africans, those of us who are Nigerians, who have family, who have loved ones there, we owe a lot to Dr. Stella Adadevo. And um, as a result of that, I decided on my own, nobody is pushing me, I have decided that even if this doesn't go to be passed in the bill or go to the federal government or whatever it is, I have decided. That since March is the month for women's history, that the 10th of March of every year, I want it to be Dr. Stella Adadeva Day. 10th of March of every year should be Dr. Stella Adadeva Day. And I'm going to start. Whoever cares to join me, please do. All I will be doing is the 10th of March of every year. I will post her pictures out there. I will talk about her. I will celebrate her to the best of my ability. If there are people that want to come together and just, you know, do a small get together, do a small meetup and talk about how people can continue to save their communities, save their families based on what she has done. Just make that day. It's no big deal. It's not taking anything from anyone. It's just a day that will celebrate a great woman who has done something amazing. A day where we could tell one or two people about this woman. Just make it her day. 10th of March. If you're with me, let's do this on the 10th of March of this year, 2019. Let's start by making it Dr. Stella Adadevo Day. All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love.